Right, we are going up to Canada now for the running wonder from down under. His name's John O'Nabs. We've caught up with him a couple of times. Um, gosh, I'm wondering how he's going. He's joining us from the roadside somewhere in Canada. John O, holy heck, tell us where you are. <laughs> G'day, Steph. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I am just about at Belleville, Ontario, which is on the shores of Lake Ontario, one of the great lakes. Of uh, Can't wait to get there and see the big thing. It's been about four, four months of running so far, and um super stoked to get there soon. So you're running the width of Canada, as I say. For people that haven't tuned in and heard uh, from you before, it's about 7,700 Ks, if you don't mind. And you're doing it to raise yeah. uh, very much needed funds for child cancer, etc. cetera. Um, how far through are you, through the 77? Um, I'm just over a third of the way. So um, I, I tallied up my numbers uh, yesterday, and it was about 2,000... 800, 2,900. Wow. And when you started out, Jono, you were just like, I'm just going to do 10Ks a day and I'll slowly start building up. I've got a feeling I'm going to be shocked with how far you're running each day now. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Um, I I mean, I was actually, I came in hot wanting to run about sort of 25, 30Ks a day, but got tendonitis pretty quickly, sort of like day four or five. Had to peg that back to like 17. And then my physio said, okay, 10% increase per week. That's the runner's rule. Uh, should help you avoid tendonitis. And um, I haven't been doing it per week. It's normally taken me about a fortnight to get my, you know, hit seven days in a row of my mileage um, and then be able to step it up. But now um, I'm averaging a marathon a day. <sighs> Sheepers. God, D- does, the, does the mileage each day change depending on terrain? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, uh, like a, a marathon on the flat, like a smooth day, like, you know, for example, pretty much what I had along all of Quebec, you know, about 500 k's running alongside the St. Lawrence River, just flat as a pancake, versus, you know, Newfoundland um, back at the start where it was either up or down and there was no such thing as flat. Um, massive, massive difference. I'd, I would take a flat marathon over a hilly half marathon any day of the week. <laughs> there we are. There we are, future <laughs> runners. Take it from a man that's run a gazillion marathons already in, in Canada. Mate, um, when you started, you didn't know what you were in for, um, like physically, mentally, spiritually, the whole lot. How's your body changed since you've been going? Yeah, very well put. Yeah, um, it changed a lot. It's gotten pretty skinny. Um, I'm, I'm a, I've got a sort of body type that doesn't tend to change. You know, I can, I can hit the gym and try and you know eat like a bloody horse and try and put on as much as I can. And you know, I normally walk around at about 93, 94 k's. And you know, if I'm doing that, it might go up to 97. You know, at a push. Mm. Likewise, can train for an ultra marathon, or I can you know walk the test last year at Tiaroa, and and it doesn't really come down. But much below, you know, like 89, if I'm really, really, really dieting and stuff. But, but on this, um, yeah, it's a lot lower. I'm picking it sort of like mid to low 80s just because it's just eat, sleep, run, you know. Mm. Um, so that's the weight side of things. And then um, the, I've learned heaps about sort of about running, about running mechanics, about the kinetic chain, like, you know, sort of through, through your feet, you know, the plantar fascia and the arch of your foot and then the Achilles, the teller, and then up into your glutes. Just the reason I've learned these things is because those are the parts of the body that have got tendonitis because that's where all the work's being done.
So um, I'm currently walking around with Achilles tendonitis, um, patella tendonitis, and sort of hamstring glutes tendonitis on the right side, and then um, a little bit of a of a quad. Um, not, I wouldn't call it like a strain, but just I've had one or two days with a hip flexor slash adductor on the left leg is a bit of a, a squeaky wheel. Um, but they're pretty manageable. Like my, my physio, he's a top shelf physio with High Performance Sport NZ, um, Andrew Anir. He's, he's my best mate, actually, which is very convenient. But um, whenever something goes wrong, you know, I can just uh, get him on the blower and he's, he's hugely um, giving of his time and his advice to help me with this. And, um, yeah, I've learned that tendonitis with running is actually real manageable. I didn't know this before, but absolute rest is not actually the best thing for tendonitis. It still actually likes a bit of load. Um, so I've still been able to go out, you know, as I say, doing a marathon at that at the moment. That's, that's with, you know, three active cases of tendonitis in the right leg. Um, and it seems to just be, you know, the, the approach Andy's got me doing is, um, he says, you know, use pain as the, the indicator um, as opposed to, you know, performance and how far you can really grind it out. He says, pain is our, our metric. And it's like, um, beyond, you know, try and keep things at about a three or a four out of 10 pain max. And um, he's given me a whole bunch of exercises. And then, you know, you do your miles for the day, get, make sure you get the exercises in. And then with time, um, for the same level of pain this week, you know, or maybe I can do a 30 Ks this week and, still, and have a three out of 10 pain on the, on the tendonitis. Um, with time, the expectation is if you're doing your exercises, well, it should improve. You should be able to do that 30 Ks with a two out of 10 next week. Or if you were a little bit masochistic, you could keep it at a three out of 10, but push the mileage up to 35 Ks a day. So that's sort of how we're working it. Just amazing. So physically, uh, a challenge, but one that you're taking head on. I want to ask you about mentally and, and how your mind's changed. You're spending a lot of time by yourself, uh, a lot of time at nights. I see you're doing some night runs as well. Your outlook on life or, or your perspectives, have they changed? Yeah. Um, yeah, great show, Great question. Um, I, yeah, it has, totally. Um, probably a, an, an interesting case, I think, for myself on this one because I came off like I, I walked the Tiaroa Trail last year, and then pretty much moved straight from there. Oh, and I did that without any devices and stuff. I just had my old little Nokia button phone and, and my paper diary. So, so life was pretty plain and good, um, if I can say so. And then I went from there um, over to living in Austria because I wanted to learn another language, and I was sort of just working in a hotel, having a few pints and learning German. So. Um, <laughs> So the headspace, I would say it was actually pretty, pretty simple and pretty lovely. Um, I was still working hard, you know, still had the stresses, but, but it was things that really meant a lot to me, like with the language and the hiking stuff. So, so um, you know, I would probably say, like the Te Araroa gave me, because um, I went from like, you know, a, a desk life for, um, I was actually farming, sort of, I went from nine to five grind into the Te Araroa, and that experience was, Super calming and, and and just wonderful for the mind, for the for the spirit, for everything. Um, I would like having experienced what I have of this trip so far. I would say it's got all the same ingredients to probably do the same thing for a person. It's just I I don't know. I um 
the lifestyle was already pretty simple. Um, but what I what I would say, um, I don't know. It's just it's how's it? That's a, I don't know. Um, so it's given me an appreciation for just simplicity because um, cause it's sort of just eat, sleep, run, and you've got these big distances to do every day. Um, and I, w- one thing I've, I suppose I've been quite surprised with is I've never had a day where I've felt like chucking in the toys, uh, sorry, chucking, chucking it in. Yeah, um, nice, nice. And I think... I mean, I, I, what I what I put that down to is the fact that it's attached to a cause I care about, and you know, within any, you know, I say I've never had an entire day, a, a full, you know, full hard day where I was ready to take it in, but I probably had the odd hard moment where I was, you know, especially back in Newfoundland in May, where it was one degree, raining cats and dogs with a wind chill of negative eight. You know, I was like. <laughs> I'm ready for this day to be over sort of thing. Um, And what I learned there, what I sort of figured out is just, you know, probably using the imagination a little bit and just just picturing the the kids I'm helping, uh, you know, the Childhood Cancer Canada, the Child Cancer Foundation of New Zealand, kids that have had the same diagnosis that mum and dad had. Obviously, mum and dad got to live out some reasonably full lives, 60-odd years. But um, I find, you know, you do that, takes a little bit of mental energy and stretches the imagination a bit, but it just makes any of the pain just irrelevant, hey? And, and it, um, yeah, it helps a lot. The cool thing is when you started, John, like no one in Canada knew you'd arrived. They didn't know what you were doing. We talked to you the first time and, you, and I said, are you getting toots on the horn? You go, nah, nah, nothing. They don't even know about me. <laughs> but boy, has that changed. You've been on Canadian TV, nationwide uh, programs. Uh, tell us about um, your receptions you're finding along the way now. And are you getting people running with you? What's it look like now? Absolutely, yeah. It's gone full 180. Um, it's just building and building. And with Toronto uh, on the horizon for this Saturday morning, um, it's just it's looking like a pretty exciting um, time ahead, I must say. And, um, yeah, you're right. Yep. Um, pretty much every big city, um, me and the pram and my little Kiwi stuffed toy, which is now fixed onto the front of the pram, arrive into. Um, there's, you know, CTV uh, or CBC um, or Global News Network and they come meet us and they put a big piece out for us which helps uh, spread the word and then inevitably as soon as that happens um, there's people in the city with a Kiwi connection or, or just just good Canadian folks in general that um, appreciate the cause or you know what happens really often is I've lost someone to cancer um, and, and so there's, there's um, what I have seen which has been really nice is there's just soon as that happens with the TV crews, there's a big outreach. Um, you get you get people reaching out on social media. They want to come meet you, run with you. Um, I had a fellow the other day, Canadian guy back in Ottawa. Um, his daughter, um, she did a work placement down in New Zealand as a nurse um, and then stayed on. I think, she, I think he said she met a Kiwi bloke, currently lives in Wellington. And um, he came and met me on the roadside. And I, the way I immediately recognised him is because he had his... Um, a big silver fern, like New Zealand cycle top. Oh, nice. And uh, it was just so cool. Just, you know, in the middle of, well, 
about as you know, far away from home as you can get, right in the middle of the heart of Canada and see the sailor with the big silver fern on it. Uh, yeah, maybe smile. And, and that sort of thing's been happening a lot. And probably further to, to answer your question, um, a lot of this has come about just because I've, I've sort of, I've learned a little bit more about social media. I wasn't big on it before this, but um, good God, has it been effective for helping with the fundraiser? Um, the app TikTok, um, I've I've got myself an account on there, um, and that lets me just live stream, sort of, it's sort of like your own personal little TV channel. I've got got a you know the data plan on the phone, and um, I can just run along. Um, I mount the phone on the top of the pram and I just, yeah, run along the roads like, you know, four or five hours a day awesome. streaming the Canadian countryside. And um, this whole community's grown up around it. And, um, you know, they've given themselves a name. Um, they call it Team Kiwi for the kids. Um, they've little, you know, I've had people making, you know, stuffed toys, um, you know, kiwis and lobsters and, um, yeah, um, how you doing? <laughs> Sorry, Steph. <laughs> um, Kate, mate, um, a supporter has actually just come and met me roadside right now and oh. bringing me a, a few refreshments and stuff. So it's, it's, this is all because of the social media. It just grows and grows. And so one last thing I know I'm going on, but um, what's been insane to see is last couple of days I've had businesses um, say, you know, I had a baking company the other day say, in the next two weeks, all of our profits are going to go towards your cause to, um, to, to kids with cancer. And, um, you know, I had a couple back in New Brunswick the other day, um, this, this last weekend. They, um, you know, let all their friends know what they were going to do, sort of rallied, and, and um, they went out, and they're not big-time you know, athletes or whatever, and they went out and um, put 50Ks on the road, um, walking, running. And in doing that, they raised 1,300 Canadian bucks, which is – about 1,700 New Zealand dollars. And that's all, again, come through to, to me and my fundraising page to help at that 60 grand goal. So it's it's just, it feels like a big groundswell of blooming great energy. I'm so grateful for what's going on and can't wait to see what happens in the days ahead. Mate, well, there'll be so many people, not only in New Zealand and Canada, but around the world as this gains momentum. Um, you know, you're grateful, but we're grateful that, you're just an individual taking this on yourself. It's a huge task ahead, but I'm so stoked you've got a, just a tick over a third of it behind you. And I understand there's going to be a Kiwi get-together of expat Kiwis in Toronto on Saturday morning, which will, oh, it'll be emotional, mate. That'll be something special. Yeah, yeah. Um, I met, so 100%. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the kind words, Steph. I appreciate it. Um just wanted to just add to that about the, the get-together moment. Um, I've hardly seen a Kiwi on this whole trip. You know, I've been pounding the pavement. You know, today's day 127. Hardly seen a Kiwi, but with the single exception of Ottawa, sorry, Quebec City, uh, about a month ago, um, it was my first big city since I started the whole thing. I got there on day 100, actually, and checked into the hostel, thought I'd end myself a night in a, in a bed. Um, and I was coming down the stairs... Um, and I was like, well, I'm, I'm keen for some food and I'm keen just to meet some young people, some travellers. And um, coming down the stairs, I heard a Kiwi accent. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Catherine Nielsen, uh, from um, from Dunners, and she had a fantastic like, 
night, just walking around the street, and it was so just a Kiwi accent. It just felt like, yeah, coziness home, and uh, I cannot wait for the same on Saturday night, eh? Well, brilliant, mate. Uh, I'll let you have a yarn with your supporter that's just turned up out of the blue. Really appreciate uh, not only chatting to us, but even more so for what you're doing for so many families that are affected by cancer over here. You do, you're a great man, Jono. I, I just um, humbled by what you're doing, and we will stay in touch, my friend. Uh, maybe we'll catch up next week post-Toronto just to see how all that went for you. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thanks for helping spread the word, my friend.